the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, April the 24th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 24th, 1962, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology achieved the first satellite relay of a television signal between Camp Parks, California and Westford, Massachusetts. Today in 1877, federal troops were ordered out of New Orleans, ending the North's post-Civil War rule in the South. Today in 1961, in the wake of the failed Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba, the White House issued a statement saying that President John F. Kennedy bears sole responsibility for the events of the past few days. Today in 1990, the space shuttle Discovery blasted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It was carrying the 1.5 billion dollar Hubble Space Telescope. And today in 1995, the final bomb linked to the Unabomber exploded inside the Sacramento, California offices of a lobbying group. They were a lobbying group for the wood products industry. It killed the chief lobbyist, Gilbert Murray, Ted Kaczynski. We all remember that name. He was later sentenced to four lifetimes in prison for a series of bombings that killed three people and injured 29 others. There's a story out there this morning. Thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. There's a story out there today, this morning, and I didn't see it over the weekend. I kind of took a break from the news, to be honest with you. I just sort of pushed back for a few minutes, and and then I uh, dived into it pretty deeply this morning. There's a story out there that says that um, Tucker Carlson is gone from Fox, and I didn't see it on some of the news services that I think should be reporting that, if it were true, although uh, Mediaite was out of Hollywood or out of the industry, the entertainment industry and broadcast industry. They were talking about it this morning. They were uh, announcing it this morning, as a matter of fact, and that Friday was Tucker Carlson's last day on Fox News. And so I didn't have time to look into that. I just saw it just before we came on the air this morning. And um, I will look into it a little bit more today. But that would be a very sad day for Fox. I don't know what they would be thinking to get rid of Tucker Carlson. He is the consistently the highest rated uh, show on cable television. And uh, he often beats Hannity. Hannity would be second. And uh, sometimes Hannity's number one and sometimes Carlson's number one. But nonetheless, man, I, I, you know, I don't know if that was out there over the weekend or not. Like I said, I sort of took a mini vacation on Saturday and Sunday and um, started looking into all the headlines. And I, I didn't see this until we just went on the air. But we'll see. We'll look into it a little bit later. If there's something to talk about there, we will. And if there isn't, we won't. Ocasio-Cortez, over the weekend, she was calling for regulating conservative news. She was telling her far-left cohorts uh, on other channels, 
She said, I believe that when it comes to broadcast television, like Fox News, these are subject to federal law, federal regulation, in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. Boy, that's that's an announcement, because I that's the first time many of us have heard that the federal government can regulate what programs are on private television and what aren't, but she says so. But that is the push. I, that isn't exactly true, what she's saying. But that is the push now, is to control what's on the media and what isn't on the media. And they want to consolidate the message of the left to the point where that's all you hear and that becomes the norm, that becomes the new truth. And that's where we are in our country today as far as as the culture is concerned, as far as broadcasting information in general. That's why we um, try to do what we do every day on this program, every weekday, and try to get out the message. And so many of you respond, and thank you so much for that. I, I, of course, couldn't do it without you. I wouldn't be here without you. And so thank you so much. And we do need your support. And thanks for standing with us during these times. These are very... Uh, these are monumental, these are consequential times in the history of our nation right now, more perhaps than any other time since the Revolutionary War, with the exception of probably the Civil War. These are very consequential times. So much hangs in the balance. Uh, you've got people like Ocasio-Cortez, and there's there's just a, a slew of others like her that are running around. They're trying to change the world. They're trying to dismantle America. They don't like America. They hate America. They think it's all wrong. We're systemically racist and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it goes on and on and on. The problem with that is, I mean, you wouldn't really care what Ocasio-Cortez said, except she does have quite a following and she does have power. She's in Congress. But you have a president in the Oval Office that agrees with that kind of talk and that kind of far-left ideology. So when you have that, and you have his crew lined up behind him, and then you have these people, these elected officials, so-called public servants, that are parroting what he says, it, it is, um, it's dangerous, and it should be concerning for all of us. I got an email on Friday from... Uh, someone whom I, I haven't met, but I, I know him because he communicates with our office some. And he, anyway, he sent an email and they, they got it to me. And it said, uh, the email says, Gary might like this. Well, on Friday, I was, I was talking about uh, one thing I said on Friday was that on Judgment Day, you'll meet Father God, not Mother Earth, to give an account of yourself. Each of us will stand before God and give it an account of ourselves. So I said, you you will give an account of yourself before um, before Father God, not Mother Earth. We were talking about Gaia and Mother Earth and Earth Day and that kind of thing. Anyway, he this he's a regular supporter of our of this ministry, and he said uh, he said uh, he said Gary said on Judgment Day you'll meet Father God, not Mother Earth. He said I had a bumper sticker in Portland that said, and he lives in uh, in eastern Washington now, but anyway, apparently he lived in Portland at some time. Anyway, he said he had a bumper sticker in Portland on his car that said, uh, he, that, that said, 
the, that phrase that Father Father God, not Mother Earth, uh, you'll give an account to. And he said his car was was spat upon several times, and so I I I just thought I'd pass that along. You, you just there's just a hostility toward anything that has to do with conservatism, and particularly that has to do with Christianity. And sometimes, you know, I think it's good for us all. I think it's good for us all to just simply take a a break and take a step back and, and take a deep breath. I do not believe that we should isolate ourselves from what's going on in our world because to isolate ourselves causes us to be uninformed and God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and understanding. And so we must understand and be informed, but sometimes we just need to take a deep breath and say, boy, is this for real? I mean, are these guys really saying and doing what they're saying and doing? And the answer is yes, they are, and we must be informed. And of course, your support allows us to do that. We need your support. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. NBC News poll shows that President Biden significantly trails a generic Republican. Any Republican that the party would nominate today, Biden would lose to, according to this NBC poll. I don't think that's what NBC was looking for, that outcome, but that's what they found. The poll found that if Biden runs and is the Democrat nominee for president, only 41% of the respondents would probably or definitely vote for him in 2024. In contrast, if Biden is the Democrat nominee, 47% of respondents said they would probably or definitely vote for the GOP nominee, no matter who it was, even if it's Trump. That means that Biden trails by a 6% on the cusp of his expected re-election campaign launch. It, it, it's supposed to be tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, it's a major humiliation for any sitting president, I would think, and should be a significant opportunity for the Republican candidates, which is currently led by former President Donald Trump. He is ahead of DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, who hasn't uh said he's going to run for president, but in the polling, he's second, but he's 15 points behind Trump, although he hasn't, uh, again, hasn't said that he's going to run for president, but a lot of people believe he's going to. So that's kind of where the politics are today. Biden is expected to release a video tomorrow formally launching his re-election campaign. Well, I can see why they would do a video, because they can they can take all the rough edges out of it. And believe me, there are a lot of rough edges when this man speaks, but uh, they can make it slick and produced and so on. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But that's kind of where the political lay of the land is today. Senator Josh Hawley, he's a a Republican from Missouri, a really bright guy. He warned of what he called the great awakening, not awakening, but awakening. In the light of the far-left ideology that's permeating institutions in the United States, and he sort of blasted his fellow Republicans for not responding to the challenge. I agree with him. He was speaking at the Heritage Foundation's leadership summit. They were celebrating their their 50th anniversary, and Hawley said that quote the most pressing and the most dangerous challenge America faces is the one from the new radical left 
and the new brand of Marxism that they've embraced. He warned that they want to fundamentally transform American life that seeks to change and overthrow practically every institution that we value, marriage, the family, the very idea of gender. He said they want to purge Christianity and any kind of Bible influence from our culture. Indeed, they do. Hawley went on to call the leftist challenge the Great Awakening. <laughs> he was combining the words woke and awakening and uh, created a new word, apparently. Hawley criticized his own party, the GOP, and he's not a rebel in in that sense. He's highly, very well-spoken. He's, he's incredibly uh, articulate. But he criticized the GOP for not taking on the threat. He said, we are not stepping up to the plate. He said, my contention to you today is that the Republican Party, as we have known it for the last 30 years, is not prepared to take on this challenge. He said, the Republican Party, as we know it, must be reformed. And the question is, will we as conservatives do what we must to see the party reformed, to see it stand up to meet the challenges of the hour? Holly's great awakening also appears, you know, it was a play on words, of course, but it it also was a kind of a replacement word for the idea of of a, the moral decay in America and a call to return to Judeo-Christian values through a revival or a great awakening. And that's what happened just before America prepared for and fought the Revolutionary War. There was a great awakening. The pilgrims had been here, and the people that came over here had been here for several generations. Sometimes we think that, you know, kind of like the Mayflower landed, and then we fought a war, and then we had America. It didn't, it was it was over 100 years, 140, I think, years from the time that the, the settlers first started arriving here till we fought the Revolutionary War. So uh, from 1620 to 1776. So um, we look at, and during that time period, the people got complacent and they were willing to accept certain things and they'd go, well, we don't want to make waves. And, and a majority of the people in the beginning didn't want to fight the Revolutionary War. They said, well, I got a business now and, you know, I've got family and I've got children and I married and all this and everything's, it's okay. We can put up with the king. They, they weren't ready to fight a war, but there was a great spiritual outpouring, a great spiritual awakening. And the country had kind of become somewhat um, complacent spiritually. And that fervor that had brought them across the ocean for religious freedom had sort of died through several generations. And that was revived through those revivals, that Great Awakening. And that's what led to the fact that they said, no, we're going to take a stand for religious freedom. We're going to take a stand for our children and our grandchildren and the next generations. That's what led up to the Revolutionary War. And so... He is, without saying that, I think Hawley is referring to that. He would clearly know all that history because he's well-informed. And I think that's what he's talking about here. And We need this new great awakening spiritually. He said the cultural Marxists are now in power. He said they run the Democrat Party. They run the Biden administration. They do. We talk about that on this program a lot. He said the Republican Party is not prepared in this moment to meet it. We're not in a position to meet it. And I just contend to you that in some ways the Republican Party of the last 30 years has been part of the problem. I agree. I'm a Republican. I I could not in good conscience vote for Democratic candidates because I know what they believe. And even if a, a single candidate 
is sort of on the fence on some of the issues. The issues of the Democrat Party are so far left, I don't see how anybody who claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ and believe the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God, I don't know how they could vote for that kind of leadership. I know they do, and probably some of you listening to this program today vote for the lefties. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you reconcile that. I mean that sincerely as a brother. How do you do that? How do you reconcile that in your own spirit? I'm not advocating. I'm just simply, as a pastor and minister, I'm simply saying, you need to pray about that. I'm not I'm not trying to change your politics. I'm trying to change your heart. We need to take a look at that if, if that's where we are. I can see the religious left who have no concept of reconciliation with God through accepting Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God who died on a cross and was resurrected from the dead for our sins. Churches who reject that message, I understand how they can buy into this craziness that's going on in our culture. I don't understand how people who know Christ, who have accepted Christ, can put their stamp of approval, their sacred vote, on this kind of an agenda. I don't understand that. And I won't understand it because it is contrary to common sense and it's contrary to biblical reality. You can't serve two masters. Jesus himself told us that. So that's where we are in the culture today. So, I, Boy, if, that, if that's you and you're, you, you love the Lord and you're a believer and you're going along and you're voting for this craziness on the left because I hate Trump. He had too many wives. I'm not in any way suggesting that I condone that. I don't. But you better get over it or we're all going to go down with this nation and the likes of the current administration. They're going to take us and they're doing it as we speak. They're going to take us to a place we don't want to go. Other than that, I have no opinion. I'm kidding. Well, and speaking of the degeneracy of this administration, the Biden administration has now announced they're giving $350,000 to the University of Washington for Spanish language LGBTQ plus vocabulary. Biden administration is spending hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars to translate this homosaurus It's a self-described vocabulary for LGBTQ plus terms. That includes phrases like things I can't say on the radio and don't want to say, wouldn't even want to say in private, but I will not say it publicly. I mean, it is the most depraved, degenerate, the words that are going to be in this new dictionary kind of a thing that they're putting together. University of Washington is going to do it for the president. He gave them 350000 It was actually $349,759. President Biden is acting like he's funding Braille for the blind or something. He's targeting the Hispanic community now with his destructive homosexual agenda. 
His National Endowment for the Humanities in January announced a $350,000 grant. Now it's confirmed, and they're, they're gearing up over at the University of Washington to get this thing underway. They're going to start in September. It's going to be a, a Spanish-language version of a homosaurus, the dictionary, which features a dinosaur standing under a rainbow as its, its logo. They're all a Twitter on the campus at University of Washington, they get to do this. They're relating to, the, 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 there's hundreds of terms and phrases, they say, that relates to bisexuality, transgender, intersex concepts, according to their website. I looked at it. It's disgusting. It's repulsive. And we act like this is education. We act like this is normal. The people are running around over there giving interviews on campus, the University of Washington, some some of the practices of homosexual sexuality, all of this stuff is in this, and it is repulsive. And I'm not a 16-year-old just coming out of the house. Man, the endowment's... Homosaurus Grant, we'll see this 350000 go to the University of Washington. This feminist scholar, Marika Seifer, will oversee the Spanish translation. It's a project she says will take three years. Seifer told the Washington Free Beacon uh, on Friday that the project received strong reviews and support from the NEH at every stage so far, and the grant will begin in September. The Spanish language, uh, Homosaurus, will, which she said will include as many as 1,600 terms, will help solve the basic struggles for information accessibility that many marginalized communities still face. My response to that is I want to throw up. I won't, because I'll have to clean it up. That is so repulsive. Jesus would turn over some tables about now if he were here in in person, in the flesh. Reporting on this, even by Christian news organizations, it's so vulgar, you can't even, I can't even describe to you what's in it. Excuse me. I can't even describe what's in it because it's so vulgar. I mean, I don't want to, and I can't. But trust me, it describes things that are just, I mean, they're contrary to any normal human being. And this is celebration. University of Washington gets to help these people that are marginalized, marginalized communities. Even the Christian news organizations are trying to report on it, and they they can't and won't say the words, and neither will I. What is President Biden thinking? What's the matter with him? With the world in chaos, we hope that the President of the United States would find higher national and moral priorities. But he doesn't, because he's found this so-called moral ground for his actions. He believes that assisting the LGBTQ plus agenda with taxpayer dollars is high moral ground. In March, President Biden claimed that it's close to sinful. Those are his words. For Florida Republicans under conservative Governor Ron DeSantis to work to prohibit the surgical and chemical transitioning of minors suffering gender dysphoria and indicated support for national law forcing every state to allow the practices. 
he made these remarks while he was being interviewed by this Cal Penn, who was guest hosting The Daily Show. He said it's close to, close to sinful to stop these surgeries from happening. <laughs> he said it's close to sinful not to mutilate our children who are confused and suffering from gender dysphoria. And you have to pray about who to vote for? He said, what's going on in Florida is, my, as my mother would say, is close to sinful. I'm quoting the President of the United States on television. He said, I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided that I want to become a man or I want to become a woman. I mean, what are they thinking about, about here? They're human beings. They love. They have feelings. They have inclinations. It's cruel. No, what's cruel is what he's doing and what this leftist government is doing. He said, and the way we do it is to make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage, invoking the Respective Marriage Act, so-called. He said, we put, it, put this legislation in all 50 states. He said, just like we did with marriage. We, ca- we caused all 50 states to have to, to um, recognize two-person marriage, regardless of what sex they were. He said, you mess with that, you're breaking the law. And you're going to be held accountable. President of the United States. It's bizarre. This kind of thinking is perverted. There's not, there's really no question there will be accountability. And if it isn't by the people at the ballot box, certainly there will be accountability to Almighty God, not only the leadership of this nation, but the culture itself. We the people. If we don't stand and take action and vote and vote right, this isn't a commercial for Trump. I'm just saying God help us to elect anybody but where we are today. Studies find that more than 80% of children experiencing gender dysphoria outgrow it on their own by adolescence. They go through a period of confusion, dysphoria, even full reassignment surgery is often failing to resolve gender-confused individuals. They're as confused after the surgery as they are before. It's unbelievable. Charles Finney, the fiery Presbyterian pastor, evangelist, and educator, he said in in his times in the 1800s, middle 1800s, he said the church must take right ground in regard to politics. Don't suppose that I'm going to preach a political sermon or that I wish to have you join in getting a new Christian party in politics. No, he said, but we must elect honest men. We must take consistent ground in politics. And if if he will give his vote only for honest men, the country will be obliged to have upright rulers. He said, Christians have been exceedingly guilty in this matter. He said, but the time has come when we must act differently. God cannot sustain this free and blessed country, which we love and pray for, unless the church will take right ground. Politics are a part of religion in such a country as this, and Christians must do their duty to the country as a part of their duty to God. It seems sometimes if the foundation of the nations are becoming rotten, Christians must act as if they think God does not see what they do in politics. But he said, I tell you, he does see it, and he will bless or curse this nation according to the course we take. Very true.
Well, we'll continue our conversation right here tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. We try every day to touch on what's happening in the news, and we try to do so from a biblical perspective. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.